a free market may work, but it needs to be nested within a deeper ethic than merely growth and and profit. Yes, down with the man. Well, yep, literally exactly what you said. Exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It is season six, episode seven of the Whales Are Whales pod. Cast. Cast. I am Brian, and joining me today is Cameron, as you heard. Hello, Cameron. Hi, Brian. How's it going? Pretty good. And not Steven. Benjamin. Hello, Benjamin. Hello, Brian. Did you, were you going to call me Steven for a moment? Or was that just like a natural well, reaction? No, I was like, I was faking out the audience because lately it's mostly been me, Cameron, and Steven um, showing up for episodes. Got you. So. I, de- I definitely thought that you were saying like, you had forgotten, like, it sounded like you had forgotten the name, the number of the podcast, honestly. It's the exact same tone oh, of voice. Even though and I already not said it. <laughs> episode number whatever, right? Oh, right. But, yeah, anyway. I forgot your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can see why I would forgot it because, or forget it, because right now in Discord, your name is showing up as Bed, um, and Cameron's <laughs> name is Mattress. Yeah, it's been um, that way for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I actually, like, Ben, I don't know if you know this, but I actually asked Steven, who's the admin of the server, to change your name to Bed. Um, oh, is that how you did it? I, I just assumed that I just assumed that you had creative control. That's funny. All right, I have renamed myself, and we're a um, set. <laughs> All right, so, so what, what, what? Oh, Brian is a box spring, so we've got a box spring yes. bed and mattress. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a wait. Pretty hold good, on, uh, a mattress and wait. a bed are the same thing. So is bed? No, is does a bed include the box spring and like the stand and everything? I so mean, when you like when I say bed, maybe. Maybe the bed is the whole encompassing everything about it, like the yeah. stand and the box spring and the mattress. Right. So so Ben is the culmination of all of us. He is truly the, the best of the us. The alpha and the omega. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm, the, the, end, I'm the, end. the end of bed. Like, that seems yeah. like a difficult thing to hold on to. It's just like the end of the concept of bed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Ben, it's been a while. How have you been? Uh, it it has been a while, Brian. Thank you for having me back on to your uh, such profitable show. <laughs> it was so many so listeners. formal. So we almost formal. couldn't afford it, but we figured you know we'd splurge and get you on. Here. Yeah, no, I I'm um, super happy to be back. My life has been um, certifiably insane. So I'm I'm really uh, yeah, glad to I'm have not a shocked. moment. Yeah, so, I know. Like it okay. just this is this just continuously happens. So like I shouldn't be surprised when it does happen. <laughs> so I'm going to explain what I know about your life and you tell me how much I'm missing. Okay, okay? do it. This sounds like a great right. game. <laughs> so, okay, I'm trying to think last time you were on the show. We're going to go from here. You are now living in Virginia again. Lynchburg. Lynchburg? That yes, that is correct. Okay. I'm correct so far. (laughs) You've got one fact down. So you're you're back. You're back to Virginia, and you are currently working a full-time job at a TV station. Okay, correct. Wow, good job. And you are doing at night a intensive camp learning how to code. You are so close. You you added an extra detail that was not necessary and made it wrong. It's not not at night. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it is very intensive. It's it's, it's sixty okay. hours a week intensive. Right, like, your job is at night. Right? My, my, yeah, I work midnight to I work midnight to eight a.m. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so so that's that's the general picture I have is you're back in Lynchburg and you are not only doing a, a like forty hour a week coding camp, you're also doing a uh, forty hour a week 
full-time job and you're sleeping in three hour intervals in between and literally have no free time wow you nailed that like even even the uh the amount of sleep i'm getting i'm very impressed well done brian i pay attention (laughs) to to the little bits i hear from you (laughs) these days i only get morsels so i have to just little bitty bits but yeah no my my life is nuts i don't necessarily like i feel really bad just going over how crazy my life is and like oh yeah this like because at this point it's just par for the course like no one really Mm -hmm. cares like oh ben has worked himself into an insane uh schedule again like all right whoop-de-doo nobody (laughs) no it's not whoop-de-doo ben we are very impressed i don't know if you listened to the last episode but we kind of boiled down everybody's personalities to like two words um and we we basically just were all stunned and impressed by how much you do and how little you seem to burn out each time you do yeah. so much. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. I um I I did not listen to last episode or at least I, I don't think I did. But um yeah, I I, I, I really no appreciate <laughs> I really appreciate that. Like I yeah, I I try not to keep myself from burning out, but I also like I don't know, man. I like I feel like every time I'm on the podcast, I'm just like we're only talking about the good parts of my life instead of like, mm. I don't know, the two months that I spent super depressed and not able to move. Right. Like that's mm-hmm, like, yeah. like that's, that's not, that's not fun to talk about. It's not good radio, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause we always go for good radio around here. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely have gone through like, especially over the past year, I've gone through a lot of rough stuff, but, um, mm. part of like being part of this boot camp is just like looking at where I want to be it, it the, not the end of my life um but like moving <laughs> forward like like you know yeah. making a more long-term plan and being like where do i yeah. actually want to end up and then trying to make steps to move toward that because as of right now or i guess up until now yeah. i've kind of just been coasting um yep. and like feeling. trying to take just a little bit more of an active role in like all right my life you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's where i'm at and that's what's uh that's what's up yeah. with me so how do you end up on coding boot camp? Like, what about that? So what I have a bunch of friends that are already that? in that industry. My brother is in that yeah. industry. And then a bunch of my friends from college are in that industry. And yeah. I've done a little, like an itty bitty tiny bit of it before, like enough to know that I would enjoy doing it. Um, yeah. And so basically I was like, all right, well, I could do this if I wanted to. And that basically turned into, all right, can I find a place that would allow me to do this? And uh, App Academy has... A really neat thing where it technically costs thirty one thousand dollars for the six months, mm-hmm. but they have a deferral, uh, like a, a monetary deferral or like it's an income share agreement. And basically mm-hmm. what it is, is it's you don't pay until you get a job and then you start yep. making like monthly payments toward that. And so like yep. it's technically I'm not paying anything up front. But I like once I get a job. Oh, sorry. Also, the job has to be making over fifty thousand dollars a year. Like if you happen to get a job full time making less than 50 a year, they just forgive the the amount I that you owe. I was just talking to a friend last night. Have you heard of Lambda? I think it's Lambda Academy. I don't. I have or? not. No, but I I, uh, I may have Lambda come across school. them when I was actually searching. Yeah, but it's the exact same thing. It's like coding boot camp and you don't pay unless you're making, I think, 50,000 at a job from your. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so, so it's like, like that's a model. It's, it's like a new student loan model. It really is, and it's it's a it's like a private like it's it's you know privately owned business. It's not actually uh, state yeah. sanctioned or like accredited right. school. But you walk away with all the same skills and like things to show on a job interview. But like again, we mm-hmm. don't have to talk about the in depth of it. The long and the short of it is, I get to do a thing that is normally yeah. you have to go to a four year college for, and so I'm spending all of my time doing that, and it's great and exhausting, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, how, do you how long? like? 
Yeah. It's a six month program. So they cram. So, okay. Is it like, are they trying to cram a four year degree into six months and you get essentially, yeah, you you don't get it. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, here's a quote from the Lambda website. I realize the simple reason Lambda School prepares students so well. It's so intense that they do about the same amount of programming as you would in a computer science degree. They just do it in six months instead of four years. Oh, wow. So. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Weird. <laughs> yeah, literally exactly what you said. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. basically it's basically that. It's um, we are like I, like I said, so class is from Jesus. It's from not <laughs> or it's from 11 in the morning until eight at night. So it's nine hours with an hour long wow. lunch break. Um, and it is just balls to the wall hard. Like it is, I, I can't, I don't even know how to, like, I am eat, sleeping and drinking code because like, and the only reason I'm able to do it is because I can actually do my homework at work, right? Like I actually, mm-hmm. because of how simple my job is, I'm actually able to do all of my studying, all of my homework at work. Otherwise this just wouldn't be possible. Like it just wouldn't be. And like, mm-hmm. anyway, my, it, it's nuts and I'm happy to like, I'm it's grateful brutal. to be doing it, but like. The goal is to be able to make like the average salary coming out of this program is 80 a year, right? Like that's mm-hmm. nothing to sneeze at. And it, no. I'm super excited about it. But like that's mm-hmm. the average, right? And even if I'm only making like 60 or 70, that still is more than double what I've ever made in my entire adult oh, freaking yeah. life, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to knock it by any any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, yeah. When you put, put in the work to learn, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say like. It, it's a distinction, right? When you put in the work to learn, not necessarily getting a college degree, but when you actually try to learn something and you learn it really well, it will show up in your paychecks later on. Yeah, um, and that's really that, that's something. what I'm that's what I'm banking on. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's crazy. I'm honestly like, when KK, when when I was thinking what you were doing was sort of like because there's a lot of online resources um, that cost way less than that. Where it's like you can get you can get certified for networking specialist for like five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And it's and it's and it's like, you know, a, a bunch of classes that if you know what you're doing, you could probably just blaze through. But when you said thirty thousand dollars, I immediately realized, oh, this is like not. How do I describe what I'm trying to say? This is not like a ch- children's play toy thing. This is not just something <laughs> someone does on the weekend. This is a full time commitment. And then I yeah. got very then I, I, I freaked myself out because I was like. I would, I, I couldn't commit myself to that sort of thing. You know, I, I could barely commit myself to, to school, like regular high school and college, like to, to, to commit yourself to such a crazy, crazy long hours and learning new things all that time. And then having to think about, you know, doing a, even a simple job after that, uh, my brain would explode. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I got stressed about, stressed out thinking about what you were doing. Um, so what's <laughs> well, your end I, goal? Where sorry. do you want to end up? No, no, don't be sorry. Um, where do you want to end up? Like, what do you want to be coding for? Or, or so doing what's, what's crazy is that my end goal hasn't changed. Like the reason I did video editing is because I wanted to be able to one work remotely and two make a good living. Right? right. And while that is definitely possible with editing, it is becoming, it is, it has become very apparent that the amount of uh need for editors that are both remote and paid really well like that um that job market is a lot smaller than the like people who are software engineers right Mm -hmm. um so like and it's not that those jobs don't exist they absolutely do and if anyone listening to this out of our uh, immense listener base ever wanted to (laughs) offer me a job as an editor i would drop what i'm doing right now like i love video editing but the problem was that i could not find consistent enough well-paying enough work 
um, or even anyone who wanted to hire me and be like, hey, you are our editor now, right? Like I couldn't find that um, because those jobs are really sought after and very hard to come by. But once you find them, saturated, yeah, yeah, it's a saturated market, especially. But like you hear of like a lot of like especially a lot of YouTubers, they'll be like, oh yeah, yep. my editor. And so I went through the process of being like, all right, how do YouTubers find their editors? And it's basically like they just put out to their massive audiences and they're just like, Hey, if you're an editor, send me a, a reel or a copy of like what you do. And like, after I had done that like 30 times and not gotten it back, I was like, all right, well this, these jobs are hard to come by. Um, I just need to find something else. And so after talking with, you know, my friends, my brother and all the other people, basically I was like, all right, so I can have the same type of like job quote unquote experience, um, by like in terms of what it gives to my life, which is, you know, money, time off and remote work. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I can do all of that. So the end goal is the same of being able to travel, being able to live wherever I want, including overseas and be able to work remotely and make money doing it. Um, But the only difference is, is that I'm in a different field with a different set of skills. And like I enjoy coding. I know I, I knew before I went in that I would enjoy the basics of coding because I had mm-hmm. done some of it in high school when I was on a robotics team. Um, And then like eventually like like I use video editing as like a fun for me thing like as a hobby um i've always wanted to code video games right and so like this yeah. like while i've been in this class i've already made like a first couple prototypes of my like a video games to work on just with the skills that i'm learning mm-hmm. and it's super mm-hmm. fun and so like yeah, yeah end goal is still the same i want to be able to work work and play with the money that i make <laughs> that's <laughs> but, crazy uh, <laughs> your, your end your end game is so different than mine um, because yours is almost entirely based on your lifestyle. You want to live, not necessarily the job. It sounds like you, you're like, Hey, I'll do any coding job as long as I can live the lifestyle I want. I would do any job if it gave me the lifestyle I wanted. Like, right. Yeah. I would yeah. like, I would do something awful or something that I hated, which I have done before. Um, right. Like that's how I found this podcast. It was, I was, uh, I was working a job yeah. I hated and I was using podcasts to distract me. And this podcast, mm. something you hate doing. But yeah, do exactly. Anyway because you can be the lifestyle you desire. <laughs> right. Yeah, with, but for me, it's, it's very based yeah. on like, if my job is, if I'm unhappy in my job, my life will be unhappy. Um, because mm-hmm. I can't separate the two enough. Like your yeah. stupid job takes up so much of your stupid life that yeah. if you're spending so much stupid time at the stupid job, you just feel stupid yeah. and miserable. Um, see, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all there because you're talking about that. Like you're talking about work life balance, right? Like you're talking about how much time is of your, of your limited time is spent at your job. Right. And that's like, that's so important to me. And that's part of why, like the full-time job I'm working right now. And even when I worked at the news station before, like I didn't hate those jobs, even though I was spending a ton of time there because of the time that I was actually spending there was more my time than anything else. Right. Like I had control over my time while I am there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, but I guess yeah, we could go into my thoughts on capitalism and the fact that like the threat of the threat of poverty is inherently violent and, and so are borders. But whatever. We'll skip that for now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I don't think that I was talking specifically about the time spent, even even just like an eight hour job, even if my commute was zero and it was an eight hour job and it was 40 hours a week, you know, the regular job. Um, and my schedule didn't change. I, and, but I was still doing a job I disliked. Heck, it could be 20 hours a week. If, if, if it, if I was working a 20 hour a week job and it paid for all my bills, but I still hated the job, I would still be pretty miserable because I just, well, Cameron, something I've learned from yeah, you like from 
learned about you by playing mini games with you is that you don't like to do things you don't like oh yes <laughs> you will no. react very like if there's something like i'll be like oh this part's kind of boring whatever you're like this sucks i hate this i hate life i'm stopping right now and it's like oh geez yeah you don't uh, yes you don't want to do things you don't want to do i mean there's times when i am am saying something and i'll and mm-hmm. i don't like I don't want to. <laughs> so I just mm-hmm. kind of like talking and talking. And then I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, 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 and I just yeah. literally stop mid sentence. Cause I realize that whatever I'm trying to say, I don't really feel like saying or explaining. So I just stop. Yeah. Um, well, it's like something we learned is like when the, when you lose, like when a game clicks for you, I know we can start playing it for a while. Mm-hmm. But when I see you lose the fire in a game, I'm like, all right, we're done. Like, yeah. Just stop yep. playing the game. Like it's fine. We'll move on. To I might one, string but... it along for a couple more weeks mm-hmm. or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, you have that, that strong. And Steven is, kind of similar to you in that you guys have a very strong sense of what you uh what clicks with you and what doesn't and you're not just going to pretend to like things when you don't right um, and, and you're going to make yourself miserable if you do right and that's what happens when i when i'm in a yeah. job no matter how cushy the job is no matter how mm-hmm. often i work that job if i don't if i dislike it my life will spiral because i'm just miserable when i'm there and i and it, and it yeah. feels like wasted completely wasted hours of my life doing something i dislike and i'll bring it home with me and i will feel bad afterwards yeah. and i i won't i won't be able to get out of it yeah. um i'm lucky See, right now I, sorry, oh, go ahead, ben. oh well i'm lucky right now that the job i like is just borderline the job i'm at is just borderline good enough that mm-hmm. i don't spiral i'm not i'm not super engaged with the job but it's so cushy yeah. and easy that i'm like i can get over it right now but when I was in the kitchen at the same at the same school I'm at mm-hmm. right now, that was spiraling for me because I wasn't enjoying the kitchen work anymore. So I was just feeling worse and worse and worse and worse until I was like, I have to find a different job. And I and I was lucky I found one at the same place. So, right. I was I, I guess for me, Cameron, like my whole my whole logic stems from, all right, what things do I want to be able to do in life? And am I going to be able to do those with where I'm at? Right. Like, mm-hmm. so there are like trips I want to take and experiences that I would like to have that all require money because everything requires money. And I was looking that like over the past, like six years of my life, I've gotten to accomplish basically none of those, like things that I would have (laughs) considered like really important coming out of high school to me, like, like, you know, specifically like snowboarding. Like I've gotten to do so little of that as an adult. And really the limiting factor has not been my time or energy or like even my physicality. It's been my, it's been money. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's not that I'm, you know, dying for money. It's just that like, all right, if I want to be able to do some of these things and like pursue some of these hobbies, like how do I make that happen? And like the, the, I guess you could say the fear of not getting to do those Mm -hmm. is stronger than the mm-hmm. desire to not do things I don't want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes yeah. perfect sense, honestly. And it's a really good mindset to yeah. have. I think if you're, if you're trying to live in this awful capitalistic world, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the, it's the worst. It, no, what is what's the phrase? It's the best system. No, what is it? It's the worst system there is, except for all the other ones. Um, yep. And um, so, yeah, no, it's, a, it's actually a good mindset to get in because it, what it does is it turns your job into a means to an end rather than your life is the job which is where right. i sit mm-hmm. typically which is you know i'm a cook therefore that's my life i that's how i define myself and everything else mm-hmm. is just a side note which is which is a bad way to live but it's how the country and the world wants you to live it's like if you're a cook yeah. then you're a cook darn it and you're gonna you're that's that's your whole life and you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out for the company you're working for right ben but that's has awful. taken ben has taken working for the weekend and turned it into a lifestyle philosophy 
Uh, and I yeah, like he here's was working for the snowboarding I, trip. I just don't like. I hate that 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 is a sentence that you just said and is technically applicable to me <laughs> so much. But like, here's the deal. I don't want to like my my eventual goal is to be able to get off of the grid and to be able to like not have to work right like that's the kind of the eventual goal of everyone who is middle class because we're not talking about class struggle right now but like the ultra wealthy they they consider anyway i'm not gonna say that um (laughs) but like you're among friends man i think you could say that if you want to around here no it's it's just like what about all of our sponsors (laughs) yeah exactly guy where's raid shadow legends in this podcast (laughs) nord vpn is the number one thing to steal netflix from your (laughs) (laughs) neighbors that's the most real i I love that man but anyway just like um whenever you're like the middle class the goal is to not work right because we spend so Mm. much of our life working it's like it's an it's insane it's literally insane and my like if i could work as a like once I actually pay off this class, right, I don't think I would want to have a quote unquote full time job because whenever we first mm. moved to Virginia, like I got hired at an archery factory um, yeah. working literally on an assembly line. And I thought that I had had crappy jobs before, but this <laughs> job wouldn't allow you to listen to anything like they need. They oh. for whatever reason, safety or BS. I remember when you were doing they, this job. it was yeah. it was it was like 10 hours a day on an assembly line literally doing the exact same motion over and over it was mind numbing it was kill myself that's it awful. Was, oh <laughs> oh my gosh it was the worst i immediately became the beanie guy because you can hide headphones under beanies yep. but like it was it was awful and so like i after being there for about two months i had like the all the people i'd worked with liked me because you know i was tracking my stats and i was getting faster and right like i was i was showing like trying to of course because no matter what you do you do it amazingly (laughs) yes even if you hate it (laughs) well like they they gave me a this is like hey this is what we're we're aiming to shoot for like you're trying i need to do 400 pieces a day or uh, yeah it was 400 (laughs) well the first couple the first couple weeks i was doing like two and three hundred because it takes like you have to really like focus and eventually I got to like 450 and then 500 and I took those numbers and I was like, hey, here's how I've improved. And they're like, oh, good, because like otherwise the, all your work just goes totally unseen. Anyway, we're just talking about my jobs. I'm sorry. Let me get no, to the point fine. of the story. No, no worries. I, I, it was really interesting, Ben, and I think it, it, it makes me realize what a what a different perspective I have on work just because of what my life has been like. And I, I realized this when talking to Cameron as well, or, or, or many people, but also when talking to you, like, because I've never been in the position of like being stuck in a job. Um, my work has been always in my own company pretty much. Um, and, or, or self-directed work. So you've I think been I've part of the owner work. class, <laughs> right? So I guess I'm the, what would you say? The, the problem. Uh, the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm the problem that is going to get overthrown in the revolution. Yes. But um, down with the man. But there's, so there's a sense where I'm like, oh, I, I've never really thought about, I want to stop working. Like that's never been, a, I, I don't have any plans to retire. I, so like, I, 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 have no Brian, I'm sorry. To. I'm, you literally are exemplifying and I'm not saying that like you and I are inherently different, but like, sure. We like, there is no conversation around class struggle or the differences in classes in america like it literally like it used to be a thing and they stamped it out and they stopped teaching us like the difference between the classes and so like what you're describing is something that like whenever i whenever i immediately cut myself off as like the ultra wealthy i'm not calling you ultra wealthy but the difference between class and like the the conversations between classes that aren't happening Mm -hmm. like 
the the owner class slash the wealthy class, they don't think about the same things that the middle class thinks about. And it's insane. That's like it's freaking nuts that we live in the same system. And like there's just a difference in how you think about it. And anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. I, I'm I lower class. I think what's interesting <laughs> to me, though, is that I it's it's not just monetary because I don't make very much more money than you do. Um, I don't make very much money. But the it sounds like the way I'm looking at it is still different. It's insane. It's it, though, it, the mind. Right. It's literally the mindset. Like they there right. was a study done that found the difference between like the difference in humor. Like literally, what people find funny between the different mm -hmm. classes change like changes based on your class. Like I don't want to go too off, too hard on this beyond what I already have. But I did want to finish the story of um, I was at that job at the archery factory. And whenever I was doing my interview, the guy that interviewed me mentioned, he's like, yeah, we just lost our front, our front, like our front desk person. Um, and I was like, oh, OK, like if you guys need help with electronics or whatever, like I'm good with computers. And he's like, hmm, well, you know, come back to me. And so after I had been there a few months, I went to him. I was like, hey, do you still need someone at the front? Like no longer, you know, working the assembly line. And he said yes. Mm -hmm. And so I got that job and it, I had been there for maybe a month before I. I realized I was like, hold on, like, let's look at like what they're actually offering me. Like, they're saying like, here are your benefits. You have health benefits. Um, you have paid time off, yada, yada, yada. You're not allowed to take time off that isn't paid, but you know, that's expected. But like, I got what, 10 days off a year that I wasn't required to be at my job. Mm -hmm. And that was considered like a benefit. So like, instead of it being like, uh, I don't know, like, that, yeah. like, that's just like, that seems like total to me like i'm sorry i cursed this is going to be another episode where we have to put oh, a, a disclaimer at the front 25 like, minutes 20 seconds <laughs> but like i was so frustrated um because mm -hmm. like they uh, so basically i got the job i was getting paid 11 dollars an hour and um after like making a bunch of different things efficient like literally i cut one job that was supposed to take a whole day i cut it down to like an hour and a half by just building some efficiencies in oh um, you don't do that yeah, and then you get punished for making yeah, you your job easier nope, because they're like, oh, you've made your you've given yourself like the ability to do more work. Like, here's more responsibility. And like, I should have known that that was going to happen. Nope. But the long and the short of it is um, I was getting paid eleven dollars an hour, which is not great. And uh, one of the people whenever I first moved here, I had contacted some people I used to work for. And about that time, this has been like three or four months, he called me. He's like, hey, are you still needing a job? And I was like, well, I'd be interested in discussing it. I technically have a job. He's like, well, I'll pay you um, like $13 an hour uh, and you'll be working for me and you can have total control over your um, over your hours, but you won't have, you know, benefits, quote unquote. And yeah. so I was like, all right, well, that's an interesting offer. So I went to the guy who hired me and I was like, hey, so I was just offered another job. And I was wondering if you guys would even want to consider like talking about like counter offering me i know I, you don't pay me very much so like this is like way too low on the the the, the financial totem pole and he looked at me he's like oh actually we already are paying you higher than we would normally pay this position mm -hmm. and i was like oh so you're telling me that even though like i'm doing good at my job there's no way that one you'll give me a raise and that mm -hmm. there's not like anywhere else for me to go like i can't climb the ladder here yeah. so you're telling me there's nothing else for me here at this job aside from just working here getting 10 days off a year Right. Like that's like that's what you're saying. And uh, so I quit. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, yeah. And like, I don't know, man, like it's it, everything. Everything is everything is F there. There is a so, interesting revolution happening right now. And I don't know if it'll actually end up making a difference. But the, are the we inklings, talking about Bitcoin? No, the inklings okay. of it are 
are interesting regardless of if it comes true or not. The Inklings are mm-hmm. super interesting, which is the fact that right now, because of COVID, there's nobody wants to work. Um, yeah. There is help wanted signs across the entire United States and nobody can hire anybody because nobody wants to freaking work for $8 an hour anymore. And and we we are... Uh, again, I, I don't know if this is actually going to change anything, but right now it's an, it's an interesting look into the fact that capitalistic societies are almost like ruin, running their humans into the ground. And when humans are given a respite, which, which is what COVID did, funnily enough, because everyone was living off of unemployment, <clears throat> suddenly we realize that, oh, we're worth more than this. Um, and, no, and so like Subway can't hire anybody because nobody's going to work at freaking Subway for $10 an hour for, and, and have, you know, like you said, have 10, 10 days off a year. No one's going to do that. So they can't hire mm. anybody. So the idea is that, well, they have to raise the, raise the price they're going to pay you and give you better, give you better benefits. So people actually want to work for your stupid company. Um, and there's companies that do this right too, by the way. Costco is a, an amazing company to work for. I've heard that. They pay yeah. like $17 an hour starting. You get like a month vacation off the year. Um, I've heard you don't similar have to... things about Chick-fil-A as fast food goes. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Um, there was another one too. Uh, uh, Panda Express also starts at like $16 oh, an hour. Interesting. Um, yeah. So there's, like I said, I agree with yeah. you, Ben. There's there's a there's a very big issue with the capitalistic society literally grinding their human workers into paste because well, we're not valuing human point. capital. Like we're not valuing human capital. Whenever you can no, raise your whenever you can raise your bottom line by paying your employees less because it like the idea of like it being a marketplace and like if like it, it, in terms of um if you offer something better, people like in a perfectly logical society, right? Like if so, if there are two identical objects, the customer and like theoretically is always going to choose the cheaper one right mm-hmm. but like yeah. the same thing is that if you offer a better service people will be willing to pay for it more it actually that entire concept also go turns it back in on itself when you talk about pay and labor right yep. like and we're finally yep. at a point where people are willing to say i'm not willing to work for this and in my personal opinion like if you're not willing to pay your employees a livable wage if they're working for you full time right if you're paying somebody like if you're only hiring somebody part time right whatever like it's whatever they're willing to sell their time for. But like yeah. if you're hiring somebody full time and you're not willing to pay them a livable wage, I don't believe that you should exist as a company. Like I don't believe yeah. that you should like yep. your business is necessary enough or adds enough value to our like our, you know, ethereal economy that it should mm-hmm. exist at all. I don't I am going off so hard today. No, I'm no, no, so no, no. sorry. This is awesome, dude. <laughs> this is I literally agree with everything you just said. And I actually often have this conversation with my dad. Because I agree with you, and I think end game capitalism is such a because okay again because cap capitalism in general is a really good concept trading goods and services for other goods and services and 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 having there being and having there be competition competition is so good yes yeah it's like but yes (laughs) but you're right but end game capitalism is the lowest price wins and the and. You can only go up in profits. There's no exception to that rule, and it's broken. You can't do that because the only way you can go up in pro- in, in in profit every single year, year after year after year, growth. Everyone wants growth. Oh, growth is so important. Yeah. The only way you can do that is something has to give. So what gives? Well, the prices of crap go down. Well, how does the pr- how does the price of crap go down? You lower the price so that you're paying your workers. And how does that work? You kill your workers. That's how or it works. I mean, that's and what end game freaking yeah. capitalism is. There's a way to make capitalism not go to this point, but we are getting to the point where we can't change it again. It's getting it close. Like Brian, I'm not going to interrupt. Is, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, from what you're saying. It sounds like 
capitalism is insufficient as an ultimate ethic. As an like, well, it, it, it can know, be free right. market may work, but it needs to be nested within a deeper ethic than merely growth and, and and profit. And that's why I always and I and I do this. I actually say this to get a rise out of my mother because she 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 mm. she's not a big fan of this. But I always say sure. down with capitalism, up with socialism. But what I really mm. mean is combine the two. You know, we don't, nobody actually wants a communistic society. Obviously, that's stupid, but there's a lot of good to learn from a communistic society. And if you take the good from both, and again, I know there's no perfect system, and to change a system is actually stupid. And there's no point to really argue about this because I'm just one person, so who cares? But if you can combine certain aspects of capitalism and, and, and put restrictions on it so it doesn't get to the point where there's these huge conglomerates who just continue to try to grow at the expense of the humans. And you do that, or the Earth itself. I mean, or, or the, the Earth, Earth itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you do that by taking the socialistic, um, uh, like uh, rules I, and apply ideals. them to the capitalistic yeah, ideals. That's what I was actually going for. And you apply it to the capitalistic side, and what you get is this weird melding of. Yes, Google can continue to be make a ton of money, but the government's also going to be like, "Hey, you stop that! You stop doing that bad thing." Of course, you have to trust your government, so it's it's just an impossible scenario because humans are inherently flawed and humans suck. But there has to be a better way to handle this instead of going to end game capitalism, which is just you know um, mm-hmm. cyberpunk twenty forty nine, where everything sucks and the the and companies rule the world. You know, I mean, there has to be a better like- way. We have a higher, a higher, um, a, a maternal uh, fatality rate in in childbirth than any other uh, developed, na- d- any other uh, like developed nation. We are the only like first world developed nation that does not have some kind of universal health care. Like there yep. are just some things that are just totally screwed about the system. All because we want more money. All because of the it, bottom it, line. It, yep. And, like, there's more I could go off on. Like, there's a lot of really fascinating, interesting stats. And, like, Mm -hmm. I could go – I could go off on. Like, you talk about, like, what is one thing you could talk about for an hour straight? Like, this is (laughs) what I could talk about for an hour straight. And I, like, oh, sorry. I'm very happy to chat with you guys about this. But, like, it started when I worked at the news station. And it has Mm -hmm. only gotten worse, especially as the divide between the two – idiot sorry i just cursed again the two <laughs> the two parties like the, the republicans yeah. and the democrats when honestly they both suck two, big two old parties are donkey system like oh it's, it's so dumb it's, it's so dumb system. like i mm. i can i can say with it like without a without without a, 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 a sadness in my body that i do not like trump i do not like him as a person i am sad that he was our president um fine if he did whatever good like maybe he did to some good things i don't believe that most of them were but like at the same in the exact same breath i can say yeah well we didn't we did, went to an exact return to form with uh biden and he's mm-hmm. done literally nothing to help the base american person like yep. he has he has done some things sure but like at, like what is their their um like actual difference in our lives which is what anyone ever votes for like ah i'm grumpy i'm grumpy. i got fourteen hundred dollars man i don't know what you're complaining that's about. That's, 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 that's uh oh brian yeah. <laughs> i want you, you to explain what you meant by that before i freak dollars. before i lose my mind <laughs> did you you were joking right that was a joke you were joking yeah that is so okay that is so yeah. hot right now that he can't even tell jokes right now yeah. that's, that's what i'm learning yeah. <laughs> no oh i agree I, the two-party system is, is a joke um because you don't uh, 
you don't vote you can't vote for one person to control so much of everything like sure i agree with like maybe 10 percent, 20 percent of what biden says heck i agreed with like 10 percent of what trump was saying i liked his policies about china china is even scarier than we are but the point is you he, i don't like the other 90 percent of trump so even if i did even if he was the best candidate for what i believed in i didn't like him for 90 percent of other things so what am i supposed to do i can vote for one evil or the other evil two-party system is stupid Again, I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is because, you know, we haven't figured it out yet. The, the, the three the three um three pillars of our government are actually kind of an interesting way of balancing things a little bit. You know, it's mm -hmm. better than most th most other countries. Yeah, um, honestly, I, I I there there are some major flaws that have been exploited to oh, their yeah to oh, to yeah. like to the absolute Lobbying. extreme. Yeah, lobbying and like, oh, dude. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not. Like, let me <laughs> let me just go off for a second about lobbying and just oh, dude, money right. and capitalism in general, right? Yeah, whenever it goes you, back to whenever you, money again. Whenever you whenever you make money the number one valuable thing, right? Your your money becomes voting dollars, literally. Yep. Like, and what you have is you have like the ultra wealthy who are able to change and build and and place literal law that benefits them because they have more voting dollars. But like, it's not even that everyone starts with zero and you can earn more it's that like the lowest people in society literally by by the time that they are 18 generally instead of having zero voting dollars and or voting points and starting and gaining more they actually start in debt they literally start in yep. the negative and they're asked to like hey you can't like you have to have money to make money yeah that's freaking true and most of the like and when i say most i mean literally more than 50 percent of the population of the united states by the time that they are 18 they are in debt right like they, it's not that you have to have money to make money it's that they can't afford to get the money they don't have things to, like, oh my gosh i am going to slow down <laughs> oh no you're completely right, right. <laughs> and especially like college debt and 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 it's gotten worse over the past like 20 30 years back in the back in the day these boomers can freaking do a, a part-time job and pay off their 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 university bill and and, and after four years they have a, a good degree that's going to get them a job a nine-to-five job and they have already paid it off by like you know 25 or something meanwhile millennials poor millennials are stuck with like a hundred thousand dollar or more schooling bills and they jump they jump into a market with no jobs at all it's like oh wow i went i went through school for I don't know English teacher, and there's no English teaching job because the, the because we were lied to about why we should go to college, you know. Um, so again, Ben, I am all all sorts of with you on this whole topic. I I think we are in a very bad spot, and and other capitalistic uh, other capitalistic governments and countries are doing it better than we are. Like I thought, America was supposed to be this this like perfect pastime uh, uh, um, pasture of like <laughs> dreams and beliefs and what it, america really is is a dumpster fire and i have zero patriotic feeling for my country at all we are we are literally driving ourselves into the dirt and freaking china is going to take over everything and then we're just going to be chinese that's probably what's well, don't worry <laughs> they don't care about profit so it'll all be fun. oh yeah no china doesn't care about profit what are you talking about yeah of course not <laughs> by the way i need to just clarify one thing whenever i speak about ill about china i am not speaking ill about the chinese people i'm speaking right. ill about the chinese government who is mm -hmm. very different the chinese people are wonderful people who are unfortunately they're they, they are having to deal with their own problems with their with their country you know but I, yeah, mm -hmm. I just I need to make that clear. There's no there's no China yeah. people hate from me ever. That's um, that's it's it's fair enough to say. Um, I I I would agree with that. I I have Cameron, less animosity for China. Yeah, I'm curious. Have you like met many students from 
from China? Oh yeah, absolutely. Many? Absolutely. Lots yeah. of lots of students from China. Yep. That's that's cool. Like do you find they have strong feelings about their government and politics or do you not really get into that with them? <sighs> they do have strong opinions and they typically are okay with their government. Um Yeah. Which is interesting to me. Uh that is interesting. you would think surly teenagers would mm-hmm. would you know hate their government um yeah but they they don't seem to care and i actually had one student defend china taking over hong kong and i was like yeah. "Ooh, that's a eww, that's a bad take that's a bad take mm-hmm. and he was like no but they're they're part of our country they just they they, they right. I, and they're yeah in, so in is taiwan mind. apparently sorry i'm not I'm right exactly shut up. <laughs> you don't have to keep on saying you're gonna yeah. shut up ben. <laughs> we're having a conversation um in in his mind, he saw ta- Hong Kong as the uh, the country that like forcefully left at the the motherland and mm-hmm. and you know it'd be like Hawaii. Hawaii seceded from the United States. Well, what Hawaii? Why'd you leave? You know, come back. They don't mm-hmm. they don't see the negative as to why they why Hong Kong seceded. Um, yeah. They just want Hong Kong back. It's like an old friend who's gone. You know, they, they were like, yeah, we don't. I don't understand why they're fighting so much. Like, why would they not want to be part of China again? It was that mm-hmm. kind of feeling. And I was, that was very weird to me because um, yeah. you ask anybody else and it's like, well, obviously we can see right. why Hong Kong wouldn't want to be part of China, you know? Um, I feel China to me, it's such an interesting thing because I feel like it's one of the few things right now that both political sides are agreeing on. In okay. Yes. D- Brian, don't make me <laughs> don't make me just go off. Do you want to know why both political sides are agreeing with it? It's because we're we're gearing up for war with them in the ex- we're literally following the exact same plan and the exact same rhetoric that we did for all of the past wars that we've done yeah, whenever we're just great like, power diplomacy like, oh yeah we just like we just like works. set someone as the enemy and we just start denouncing yeah. them and like calling them bad things and like this is literally the exact like we're step for step on the same path to war with china that like that we mm-hmm. followed like you know america followed for other wars that we needed for our capitalistic society like i well, for, ben, to, like ben ben yes Brian. this is not a capitalism dynamic this is a human nature dynamic to other the other person because you want to fight our war with them is not just capitalism uh i would disagree not okay. categorically but okay. but on the surface because right. yes like i do agree but like if you look at our mystery our, our military our military industrial complex and the amount of money that we spend like we are we cannot continue doing it like indefinitely and the like every time that we have needed it we have found a war we have brought freedom to places that didn't need it i'm sorry i just cursed again but like i can send you a thing that i think might like if you think that this is an us versus them thing i think it might be interesting to take a different stance on it or for, for, to hear a different stance on it though i would also anytime i send anything to anyone i always tell them i would absolutely be willing to hear out your side as well so like sure. sorry if i went off i'm not saying there aren't <sighs> financial interests involved in it i just think that the problem of needing an enemy probably goes deeper than just capital do you think that's a systems. human nature thing is that what your argument is that that societies tend to other things outside of them and go to war because of that. Yeah, I would say that that's pretty common. I think that that's history. fair. Yeah, you know, as a yeah. as a general statement, I would absolutely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also, not, I'm not saying any of your specific critiques of capitalism wouldn't wouldn't come in here and wouldn't contribute to it. I just get I'm gonna I get skeptical of people who see one problem in the world and apply that problem to everything. Oh, and like capitalism? I, I, I see capitalism as a scapegoat in a lot of people where all of the problems of the world can be assigned to X variable. 
And I just get suspicious of that because I think it can it can lead to a lot of faulty ways of thinking about it. Honestly, things. Brian, I really need somebody in my life to throw some water on my fire of anti-capitalism. <laughs> so I yeah, appreciate I you being willing to... I appreciate you to... No, I'm saying I need <laughs> that in my life because most yeah. of the people around me happen to be happen to have been screwed specifically in ways that they can point to capitalism and say, oh, capitalism totally. caused this. Um, like in our individual personal lives. And then to, it's Absolutely. so it is so easy to take super... that and to apply that to the rest of the world, right? And so I appreciate that. Yes. Totally. And I think that, like, I think there was a ton of merit. I was fascinated by what both of you guys said. And that whole, there's there's so much there and there's so much wrong with the world. And capitalism is a insane force that I think has a lot to account for. But like I said, it's just, it's very easy. And I think, Ben, you nailed it, especially when you have something personally affect you. It's so easy to generalize that across all, all things. So, I mean, there yeah. has to be something to be said for... I mean, do we want to keep on going on this train? Sure. This has been really <laughs> I, I'm really surprised that this is what we ended up talking about. Yeah, but no, like, I was this affects about my that, life yeah. on a day-to-day basis, so I'm not surprised that it, it came through in totally. what I was talking about. I was, yep. was going to talk about a car. Um, so mm. we're, doing, we're doing better, I think. Um, yeah. I, I definitely think there's something to be said about countries that are actively hurting others, right? Like, if, if, if North Korea ever figured out a way to mm. actually cause problems they are they're too weak to do that but if mm. they ever figured out like if they started to actually throw missiles at south korea mm-hmm. I, I understand that there is political and there's monetary motives behind our government and our and our and our uh our, our military but that mm-hmm. is a situation where you know we we would get involved in a way that i would hope we would get involved in a way that would help the people of south korea and the people of north korea they need help too you know they mm-hmm. are they are being tortured um by their by their government and yeah. i i me personally i see the chinese government as the working version of the north korean government which mm-hmm. is it's the same exact thing except they made it work in china because they started off slow they didn't just start immediately mm-hmm. as this horrible government um yeah. And so they've if, also seemed to adapt very well, like bringing in yes, other practices. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, if China, let's say that they finish taking over Hong Kong, that sucks. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't get involved in that. It's it's you know it's it's not quite our thing. But that, what if they start taking over Taiwan? What if they start taking over India? What if they start taking over mm-hmm. Mongolia? It's like suddenly, right. oh, well, already crap, in we, Africa, we're seeing a lot of investment in terms of them owning. Yeah, them. yeah, and and yeah. my, you know, you you could argue that the why is the U.S. military getting involved? Um, mm-hmm. I would argue back that we have the ability to, and we should because yeah. we have the ability to. And again, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. We invaded Iran or Iraq for no reason because that wasn't even. Mm-hmm. Why did we do that? That was a stupid decision. We make mistakes, right. and it, it was probably for a monetary reason because George W. Bush was corrupt. I get it. <laughs> Humans are impossible. Humans are broken yeah. and worthless creatures. But right. if if like in World War II, when we see Germany hitting so many people and and ev- the Allies are struggling, and then they bombed us, it's like. You know, obviously, we have to do something about this. We can't let the yeah. world succumb to utter chaos. I know that the world is chaos, but if if we have the superpower and ability to help, if we can in any way, when it's getting as bad as it can get, we should help. Personally, I know mm-hmm. there's there's exceptions to the rule, and I know yeah. we've made mistakes. Yeah. Um, well, America has yeah. been in a very interesting and odd position ever since the end of World War II where basically every great power except Russia was completely bombed and knocked out and America had basically financed the whole war. Yeah. And we came out of it as the world superpower, but basically as mercantile financiers. And that's just a weird mm-hmm. ethical 
philosophical, political, economic position to be in that was that's it feels like the world has been figuring out since. And yep. yeah, it's weird when you are an American citizen to be like, what the heck is our actual role here um, in the world? It's, yeah, it's it's, like, it feels like we yeah. were we were grown up and taught to, to to learn that America rules the world almost. Yes, um, and I don't, right. I hate that. I think that's awful. But right. but I, words I also the, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the words uh, indoctrination and uh propaganda come to mind <laughs> yeah oh, no, totally 100 um absolutely and, and but uh, but i also think that there has been times we've used our power for good you know and we've 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 like i would say japan is a really good example of that that country is 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 thriving and prosperous and like our best friend and they they make the bet like like the, the some of the best things in the entire world and that happened because we intervened um, it was it was an awful, awful, awful situation, but we they came out stronger. Um, and so that would be an example of like using our powers for good. And I know it doesn't happen that often. And now I don't know why I just got into the pro war con- section here of this discussion. <laughs> but I don't even know. I don't even know how we got here, honestly. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either. But something that's fascinating to me to watch is that America right now, and I, I think it was similar this way in the '60s, but like. It is so, in, it has become so incredibly, how best to put this? There is definitely still a ton of pro-American propaganda and indoctrination within, um, within the American system. But it's incredible how much, how mainstream it is to be self-critical of America mm-hmm. at this point. It, it, like that millennials are really become, turning that on its head. Honestly. Right. And so it is common. Like if I talk to someone especially anyone under the age of 50, I'm like, you are probably going to be primarily anti-American in your rhetoric. And that's mm-hmm. so interesting. Like that's I, I, Brian, completely Brian, different from the world my dad would have grown up in. I, I um, you, you're, there's probably yeah. some right to that, but like, right. I think that being, maybe it's the fact that you're in Houston that it's not as bad, but the South is, right. th- that's just not the case. Like I've met right. so many people my age and younger who are just like, no, you're gay, super right. It's gay, too much gay of a America. Yo, Trump. Trump was. It was stolen. You're super right. Ah. Yeah, it is. It is too much of a generalization to say all young people, and especially with the the culture war going but on. But definitely there. more likely. That, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't yeah. need to correct you. No, you're. You no. That's a. That's a very fair call out because you're right. There's a massive movement, especially among young people, with hitting back and saying "Make America Great Again," and that's become like a whole culture war itself. Maybe I should say, especially culturally, if you look at the stories we're telling, if you look at the media, yeah, that's true. If you look at that sort of like culturally, uh, schools, that sort of thing. It's it's interesting and also anti-American might be a a, uh, a loaded phrase to use, but self-critical. I think it's so self-critical interesting is, how is, is, is fair. self-critical America is becoming. I think in many ways that's a very good thing because I think like individuals as people, it's very good to be self-critical and understand your own blind spots and to not constantly be trying to find reasons that you're awesome and are better than everyone else. But it's just, it's so interesting to me to watch America as a society right now seems to, its greatest critics seem to be coming from within right now in many yeah. ways. Like Russia is critical of us and their media is critical of us. And I'm sure China's media is incredibly critical of us within their borders. But like most of our criticism, we're like the narrative in World War II is we are awesome and all of these other, you know, and all of these other powers, we have to defeat them. And that that seemed to be the general like, feeling within america but right now it feels like a lot of our criticism is coming from within and our battle right now is from is an internal battle which i think is very interesting and can be a very stressful thing to be part of but i think it can also be good for people 
Um, um, but yeah, I've been thinking about what I said a minute mm-hmm. ago, and I just want to clarify: I'm definitely not pro-war. <laughs> um, Wait, really? With all your shooters that you enjoy, you don't like the shooting? Yeah, thing I think everywhere? you've been indoctrinated by Call of Duty Cameron. Me, That's what I think. I just really wanted to clarify to make sure you guys sure. understood what I was saying, and that I was not. I'm not. I'm not particularly like yay pro war go us. Um, not that that at all. I just I thought I, in my, my, my my mind was thinking was if we have we have almost like a civic duty to help if we can. Um, and I'm not. I, I don't know how hot of a take that is. Honestly, I'm kind of. I'm. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I'm stressing about how hot of a take that is. Is that a hot take? No, I think that's a very traditional view, and I think it's a. I think it is a hot take in as much that that view has become very unpopular in certain okay. circles over time, especially after the war in Iraq. It's and yeah. you know it started kind of with Vietnam, um, yes. but ever since then, I think that there's Damn. been much cynicism around that. But I think, yeah, I don't think that's a. Uh, it's an uncommon view. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I feel I actually feel weird about what I said, and now that I said mm-hmm. it, um, and because yeah. I know humans are so imperfect, and so we can't, right? It, we we can't, we can't make sure that Iraq doesn't happen again. You know, right? Um, but then I just think, you know, is it okay to let China continue to 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 do China things and take over? To, mm-hmm. Like, is that okay? Is that okay to let yeah. China take over Taiwan? What happens with Mongolia? It's right there, you mm-hmm. know. Is that okay? I think it's easy for us where we, especially in the world we grew up in, it's been easy for us to, um, uh, what would you say, take that stance of just stay out of other people's business, right? Um, ethically, because you know, um, there hasn't been there hasn't been a great power since the USSR fell. Um, in that has come close to rivaling America in terms of of um, overall dominance, mm-hmm. and I think that when that it's hard to put ourselves in the in the imagining of being like Cold War, we're like, no, there's this other power as big as you that has said actively they want to wipe you off the face of the earth, like mm-hmm. in some respects, and so like it, it's hard to get in the mindset of living in that world where you are that threatened because you, when you are that threatened, people act completely differently mm-hmm. and i think something we're seeing in addition to all of the the profit motives that have been brought up is we're starting to feel that threatened again whether it's propaganda or whether it's reality with with china and stuff i'm seeing people start to get back into that state of feeling threatened again and i feel like people people act very differently when they're threatened but also cameron to your point it's like i think it's easy for us to not to not be able to relate with that feeling um i think people are starting to again but like when you when you do feel threatened like that it makes much more sense to say wait a minute maybe we need to step in and do something and not just say it's not important to have a military because right. saying eh, we don't need a military during the cold war or during world war ii would have just been insanity it would have been like why would you even like it would have been sedition and like there, <laughs> it would have been taken incredibly seriously and so i think it's easy for us we grew up in a place of incredible relative peace on a global scale all of us it is insane how peaceful the time we grew up in uh, at least within our culture compared to much of history. much of history um that i think it's 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 almost easy for us to dismiss that that kind of mindset that you're bringing up cameron of like wait don't we kind of have a responsibility for keeping this peace rather than just assuming it will happen naturally that and i think it's yes. a fair thing to consider that is all I really wanted to say with my whole with my whole speech was like I if we have the ability to help and we want right. to keep this relative peace shouldn't we want to keep this relative peace 
Um, right. and, and, and you're right. Maybe it's cause, cause I don't, I, I, it does feel like we're being threatened in a way. And I think that's mm-hmm. a little, that's a little bit of propaganda, honestly, to feel threatened right oh, now. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely comes through and I just, mm-hmm. I just, but then it also comes down to a humanitarian thing where I just, I feel, I feel for my friends and family and my, my fellow humans in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. I feel for them. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, you know, when I see the riots and the protests, I want to just be like, can't we do something, you know? And I know the answer mm-hmm. is probably, but it's the question of, you know, then the ethics of it and then the money of it. And then should we even get involved? Cause if we do that, we're going to be involved with China, you know? And it's like, okay, mm. we, we probably can't. Well, then it's like my, Taiwan. I have friends in Taiwan too. And it's like, God, I don't want them to be also, it's like, you know, when does it stop? And it, it just, it just kills yeah. me on the human side that these people are, are going to be sucked into uh, what I would consider a worse scenario than they're currently at. And that's kind of where I was coming from. I know I'm dwelling yeah. on this a lot. I just really wanted to make clear yeah. that I was not like, right. yay, war, we rule. <laughs> totally. No, I think that's, I think that's totally, that's very fair. And I think it's, I think it's just a difficult thing we're having to deal with in general is like, especially with how much information is out there. Um, with the internet we it's it's hard to figure out how how wide should my sphere of caring be and i think people are dealing with that on so many different metrics right now and like everyone is telling us to care so much about everything and i think it's very hard to figure out like what is my actual sphere of influence and how much can i care about all of this stuff and what is my responsibility to it because we're we're being made aware of so much Mm -hmm. stuff and information is just so widely and readily available like the fact that you can care about the people on the other side of the world uh, yeah is it's crazy in some ways fantastic but in other ways it's incredibly taxing on us because we only have so much capacity <laughs> and so it's mm-hmm. hard to know and then on top of that to know what to do like geez being a decision maker at any type of um high-end level in in, in world politics would be insane yeah, um, I agree. I so. agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeesh. That's yeah. Pretty... So we that that's that's an hour of podcasting right there. Don't Man. know how we ended up there, but um, that was delightful. Thank you so much, Ben, for bringing your uh, your enthusiasm. Yeah. Here. My, yeah. Absolutely happy to anytime. Anytime you guys want to yep. have me on and to fully derail whatever our plan was. I was, was. going to say yeah. That that is not how a podcast would have gone if Ness you were here. And honestly, it wouldn't have gone yeah. that way. I I don't think if Stephen was here as well. I think Stephen no. would have found a way to pull us in. Uh, but yeah. but me and Brian were just like yeah go Ben woo this is great yeah. <laughs> let's see what let's see where this goes but no I hope your your coding boot camp goes well and lets you find a way to remove yourself from the crushing heel of capitalism and Jesus. into the wide pastures of freedom <laughs> thanks um, man I appreciate so, it <laughs> but no it sounds really cool and you're working incredibly hard and um, I really hope that it works out for you thanks I think man me too i am idea. i am also hoping that it works out for me well um but i appreciate yeah. you guys having me on um i did yeah. send a discord message in the event yeah. that we wanted to I not was just ask, do we want to do like a quick three minute version of how you and me both are doing brian um, and then we can do ben's idea Wait, oh, I thought his idea was related to the video he sent. And I'm like, wait, no, it's how not. is that oh, the funny. light wrap up? We're going to explain the lab leak from COVID. Like, <laughs> then, you have no sense of what a light topic is. Um, Don't. No, now I see that they're disconnected. 
Um, no, that would be great. I would, yeah, I really want to hear your car story, Cameron, if we can do that quickly. Yeah, I can do that um, quickly. I can do that quickly. I, I also cool. want to say a couple of, just a, a quick up, updates on my workout and, and health stuff. Too. Yeah, let's um, do that. First, so go ahead, Cameron. I took, I'm taking a break. I took a break from, from working out. I'm actually in the middle of a break, which nice. is crazy because I, I thought I would quit forever, but I haven't. Um, mm. my legs were just so crunchy and awful feeling and I, and I, yeah. and a day off wasn't giving it the, the break it needed. So I decided to go a full five days of not working out. Um, and my legs already feel way better and I'm, I'm going back tomorrow to start running again and I'm going to start slow and I'm going to take a day. I'm going to do a hard, a long run and then a fast run, uh, day after day. So I'm not like mm. overtaxing myself. I think we'll see how that yeah. works. Um, and then today is also day 19 of no caffeine. Oh, um, shoot. Yeah, that's day 19 of literally, well, I had to take one Excedrin pill, which has caffeine in it when I had a headache. But besides that, no soda, no energy drinks, no coffee, no no caffeine at all um, for 19 days. And um, I feel miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful has it gotten any better a little bit better yeah i was actually getting okay. like legitimately awful headaches the first couple yeah. of days it was it was bad yeah. um my sleep is not better i don't know uh why but that that mm. i you know because that it's would, never because it's never I, I thought that not ca- no caffeine would help but it hasn't yet um uh. and then let's talk about the car so yeah um if you guys look up a little bit you'll see a nice corvette photo that i sent um my dad messaged me like to like last night and he says hey this car uh this corvette is is fifteen hundred dollars they said it was just wrecked it was just wrecked in the front the bumper got torn off but nothing else was hurt um they said it starts they said it's 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 a pretty good condition well the inside is a little is a little grimy because it's been sitting for so long um but it runs and they they want fifteen hundred for it and i was like oh that's that's pretty cool you know um i'm a little hesitant about buying a car right now because i'm worried about my yeah. jo- my job is is so on, yeah. kind of on the edge right now um that's another story entirely but um you know it doesn't seem like the best time to buy a freaking corvette dad and he's like yeah you're probably right i'll just offer them a thousand dollars and see what they say and yeah. they said sure <laughs> oh. um so and then and then we were like okay okay we have to figure something out here so uh you know he's he's gonna he's gonna buy the corvette He's gonna pay yeah. for it. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna fix it. I'm gonna help him fix it up. Um, and uh, by the way, the whole point of this is that the Corvette's my dream car. Like I don't know if I don't know if you oh, know this. Oh, I, I I did not know that. Yeah, Corvette's my dream car. Now it's not the it's not the year and the model that I would like personally. I would more prefer a two, about a 2001 model would be my favorite yeah. CJ6 I think or CJ5. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is still a nice. It's an '89 Corvette. Still a nice car. And um, so he was like, I will buy it. And uh, I will fix it up and I will help you fi- help, you know, you'll help me fix it up as well. And then if your job stuff works out and you don't, you know, you can afford a car again, uh, you can buy it from me. Uh, and if you can't, then I will just sell it for a profit. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a really good, a good deal, honestly, a good trade. So it, it relieved the stress on me for like, oh God, I can't afford a Corvette right now. Uh, even even a thousand dollars would be pushing it for, you know, what I can afford with, with uh, yeah. the current work situation. So um so yeah i'm very i'm now but now that that pressure is relieved now that that it's on all on my dad and he was fine with it because he he just likes working on stuff i feel extremely excited and we're probably going to go pick it up this weekend now it still could fall through um yeah the lady said she would hold it for us but you never know with craigslist um someone they, she could be like actually i sold it for nine hundred dollars for no reason 
Um, so she could sell it and we wouldn't get it. But, uh, as of right now, it's on for Saturday. We're going to go pick that car up and I'm, I'm really excited. That's awesome. I could maybe actually have a Corvette finally. My dream car. sick, dude. Yeah. It's a freaking, it's got a V8 in it. It's like a 5.6 liter V8. Like what? My my current car is a three cylinder, one liter. (laughs) Do you think you're, you're going to sell that one? I... That's interesting, right? Because if we get it all fixed up and nice looking, I could maybe sell it and buy the one I want. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, it's still a Corvette. So... Sorry, no, I meant your current car. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, that, the, the, a Corvette is incredibly impractical. Like, Oh, yeah. You, it, it's, you're not going to be like driving, you're not going to be like the driving road trips in a Corvette. Yeah. You know? Like I want to go up to yeah. Portland for a concert or something. It's like, I'm not going to drive the Corvette. I'm going to drive okay. the smart car that gets 50 miles a gallon. Um, gotcha <laughs> the, the, and that's again another reason why i was so hesitant because it's like this is it's completely a frivolous pra- impractical thing yeah. i'm doing yeah. right now um got it so but regardless it's still that's really cool. exciting and i'm not even yeah. i'm not even a car person really i just love corvettes mm-hmm. so i'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah and i'm sure your dad's excited to work on it he and, is he, yeah, he he's all about it he's like i he, he's already buying parts on ebay you know he's ridiculous of course. <laughs> oh that's fun that's awesome that sounds like a really fun project. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Nice. Um, what about nice. you, Brian? Um, yeah, I can be pretty quick on my update. Um, thinking last time we talked, so I'd mentioned last month, you know, all of the um, I'd had a lot of anxiety and stuff again, which was not great. But this this last month, it's been so so much better. I'm oh, like good. Almost completely back to normal at this point, and it's been a very very nice month in that sense. So good update there. Um, okay. And work also is can continue to bounce back really well we're we're training a new employee and things post post pandemic so far seem to be very heartening so there's been a lot to do there steven took a week off because he'd been working really hard so i i managed things alone for a week and it was it was good and so things generally are just humming along and in a good recovery mode going into the summer so that's awesome that's what we like to hear for our friends yeah yeah Yeah. um are you still playing hots with your with your group I haven't been, um, but I'm going to start again here soon. Okay, um, just adding it slowly, just just in case you don't want to. Exactly, to, to, to I just wasn't adding it because playing competitive games for an hour and a half isn't the best thing to do when you're dealing with anxiety. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, are your, so, what yeah. do you mean? Are you sure you don't want to oh, play no. league? <laughs> no, my group is super nice, and they're always just like, take whatever time you need, and we hope you're feeling well. So they're they're they they're great. Gotcha. So. Well, I I'm know we. I know. Um, I've missed though. you this this past couple of months. We have been yeah. not doing much together. Uh, no, and that's fine. I've not been. Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no guilt for me. I totally get it. It's totally, totally fine. But I definitely uh, have missed hanging out because we, yeah. we used to hang out like every night. <laughs> yeah, I know we would do it all the time. But yeah, I just haven't been online much or playing much games in general mm-hmm, the last couple mm-hmm. months but no i'm looking forward to doing more of that and hopefully playing destiny with you and steven whenever our schedules can finally he's align freaking steven he's yeah. like hey yeah. is sunday good he's for impossible. you and i was like nah dude sunday's father's day but i'm free literally every other day ever and he's like i can't make that work sorry i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> steven is yes he's well, yeah. well, like at father's day weren't you guys doing stuff with your father that day anyways I don't quite know what his plan was on that, actually. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, um, it just cracked me up because I was like, I'm lit. I I have been free for three weeks straight, except for like right. don't like don't talk summer. to me before like three p.m. But besides that, I'm yeah. totally free. Um, just right. uh, maybe not feeling super well some days, but regardless, yes, I'm yeah. excited about playing Destiny with you guys. Um, Absolutely. And uh, we'll do this. We'll do this Shattered Dungeon 
Shadow of the Throne dungeon again for Steve Steve. Totally. And then we'll do the yeah. um Pit of Heresy, which will be a lot of fun too. I think that'll be super fun. Um so yeah, looking forward to that. And now Ben, you have something for us to end with here. Well, here's the deal. I I like this idea a lot because okay. I came up with it, but yeah. <laughs> I had to dredge up um a, a file that has apparently not been edited since 2017. So the okay. the file that I pulled up was a uh, uh, it was a Google Doc that I created that just held all of my ideas for podcast oh, segments. Wow. Um, wow. So the last time, it, the last edit was made on June twenty second, twenty seventeen, by Anonymous. Nice. So it was one of okay. you guys logged in without your Google account. <laughs> but <laughs> I was sifting through, and I was like, "What is what is one of these that could be done quickly and easily?" Mm-hmm. Um, and what I came across was something called podcasts are stupid. And I know that we've done this before, but mm. I, I, I have refactored it since then. I just never wrote it down like an idiot. Um, okay. Basically, we were going to do the first episode of a bad pos- podcast. Oh, idea I remember this. Where it's, we just come up with like a random podcast uh, and we do it, which I think is still like that, that, that format still generally holds only difference is is that we come up with the um with instead of coming up with what the topic is what the podcast is going to be about which is significantly limiting we come up Mm -hmm. with (laughs) i love this idea i'm sorry okay okay we come up with our uh our um our demographic so Mm. all we do is we were just given a demographic we take i i I was thinking we give ourselves like a really strict five minute timer and then we end this podcast and that podcast at the same time um what do you guys think of it so let me make sure i'm i'm getting this right we come up with a target demographic and then we give ourselves five minutes to pitch or or do the first episode of a podcast that is pandering to that demographic and the end of that five minutes will also end this whole episode yes that was that that is that is exactly what i was thinking what do you guys think okay i mean Uh, only if we do do only if we do zoomers wait zoomers is our demographic (laughs) yes i had i had sent you guys a uh a writing prompt a for idea. jobs no nope. this is way better okay this i'm works. i'm absolutely down uh who wants to host our pretend podcast cameron oh no oh god <laughs> this is stressing <laughs> no, me out I'll host. Okay. i have to host you have to host okay because it's me all right so i'm setting this timer for five minutes all, all right, right it's going now oh, oh shoot I paused right. it because i thought we weren't starting yet i was i'm, yeah. fre- I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit here guys i'm freaking right, out a little bit here. <laughs> It is episode. What episode? Uh, wait, one. this should be easy. It's a one. pilot. Jeez. It's well. Is it one or zero? Though? It's literally one. Okay. Do Zoomers like screaming? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeet! Wow. Im- imagine saying. Imagine saying my name fifteen times in a row. Could you imagine saying my name fifteen times in a row? Literally fifteen times in a row. Wow. Cameron. 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 Literally. Wow. You're my friend. So what's up? Oh shit. Glow up. Wow. Yo, what's up, fam? All right, guys. So I wanted to talk to you guys. I have had a glow up glow recently. Up. I was looking at pictures of me as a baby, and oh my god. I like when I was a baby, I was not woke at all dude you weren't vibing you weren't woke that's ridiculous i I could not have passed a vibe check if i wanted to heard that man heard that dank vibes all day long non-stop we're only going to be broadcasting on twitter wait no tiktok we're only broadcasting on tiktok sorry i'm sorry what am i what am i millennial (laughs) using twitter i only use linkedin